What is up, Intuitive Sheepdogs? Welcome to another podcast episode of the Intuitive Sheepdog Podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. Today, I am bringing you one of my favorite spiritual teachers. She's spiritual, but not really. Um, And we are going to learn all about how we can attract more money. No, this is not a sales episode. We are not selling anything. I mean, at the end, I'm going to share with you how you can, like she's got a program if you want to buy it, great. But this isn't like a multi-level marketing thing. This is literally working with the universe, the laws of attraction, working with all that spiritual shit you hear me talk about all the time um, and your mindset. And she is going to teach us in this episode how we can attract more into our lives. Her name is Amanda Francis. She is the queen of money or the money queen. <laughs> and she has been somebody who I've admired and followed for the last five years. And so, of course, I want to introduce her to you. She um, was a therapist turned life coach. Um, and so we can all relate to that because if you're a cop, if you're a first responder, if you're a nurse, if you're a sheepdog, we're fucking therapists, right? <laughs> in our own ways. And so I'm really excited for this episode. So dive in, have a listen, re-listen, and shoot me a DM uh, on Instagram or send me an email and let me know what you thought of it. Amanda, I'm so excited to have you here. Please tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, a little bit about me. Okay. So my name is Amanda, I have a background in mental health counseling. So I'm actually a therapist turned life coach. And that transition was because I wanted to help people outside of just the state. I was becoming licensed in. So therapist turned life coach turned accidental business coach for life coaches when I helped some of my therapist friends add life coaching legs to their practices or centers or whatever it was that they were doing. Um, and then I became a digital content, digital course, online educator might be the best way to say it. Yeah. I became someone who created online training programs because the number of people I could serve and help was limited by working with people one-on-one -on -one only. So I began to create online training programs. And I think that's how you found me. It is. Absolutely. I love it. So to, what I want to, like what I want to emphasize, um, Sheepdog Nation, I'm so excited to have Amanda here. She's been a long time, one of my biggest role models, um, actually, since I started online back in 2015. So the thing I love about Amanda is she's definitely like spiritual as fuck. And, and so you're not, you're going to hear a lot of terms that you hear me talk about. But what I love about Amanda is that how her approach and how she looks at things. So we're going to, she's really, she's like really the queen of money, literally. And we're going to talk about that. And um, because I really want her to help you, this, this episode is really going to be so helpful for so many sheepdogs um, and so everyone listening about money, but it's because of the way she looks at it. So Amanda, can you, can you just like tell us, just give us before we really dive in, but just tell us, tell like somebody who has never met you before, like, uh -huh about <laughs> how you feel about money. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. Okay. How I feel about money. Um, well, let me just give you a few principles. This is very not planned, but I'm just going to, it's going to riff a little bit. Um, okay. one principle is that money is not good or bad. Money is a neutral resource and we can choose to use it for good. And in my vast experience working with tens of thousands of women around money at this point, 
good people tend to do good things with money. So I think there's a lot of fear, um, especially in those of us who wanted to serve, we wanted to help. And that was the whole point. We wanted to protect, we wanted to help, we wanted to make uh, the community and the world like better. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't maybe necessarily identify as like rich. That wasn't always the goal or the vibe. Right. But what I found is that like those of us who are good hearted people, like when we have more money, when we are more resourced, we do more good. Mm. So it hasn't been my experience that money changes people. It's in my experience that money kind of amplifies people, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love because, you know, we are out there and we're out there serving the world. I mean, in all various capacities, but especially on the front lines. And so I really like how you put that. So can you just tell Sheepdog Nation, like, have you, like, did you come from money? No, Mm-mm. <laughs> no, not in the least. Um, so I'm from Sand Springs, Oklahoma, a little town outside Tulsa, lower middle-class family. There was very much there was food on the table. I mean, we were eating, but I mean, to give you an idea, you know, all of my clothes are from Walmart and from the consignment store. I definitely shared bath water with like my mom and my sister. Lunchables were considered expensive and um, there were not Capri Suns in my house. We needed to, you know, mix up our own Kool-Aid. And I don't say any of that, like I feel some kind of amount of sorry for myself at all because I understand that I had I had, you know, more, I was more fortunate than many people. And there is some privilege in the amount and the environment I had, you know, a small, safe town. My parents were still together, like, sure. But there wasn't a lot of money. And there is especially a lot of limiting beliefs and, and fears around money. My mom was very, very, very terrified around going broke and like ending up on the streets. Like it was like, you know, it's kind of this fear that she held. Mm. So like paying bills was very stressful to her. Spending any amount of money was stressful to her. And she was very much in this vibration of there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. And it really influenced me because I kind of just, I thought about how, how we seem to be restricted by money. Money was the reason we had to say no mm. to our desires, good or bad or whatever. Money was the reason we had to say no. And my parents talked about people in the community, like, you know, some of my friends' parents as people who had more money than they knew what to do with. And I came a little bit enamored at the idea of how people who had surplus behaved, Mm. how they thought about themselves, what things they did for themselves and others, and people who didn't have surplus, how they behaved. And and how they felt restricted and what they couldn't do and who, who, who they couldn't support with their excess. And it, it just became this fascinating thing for me um, for my entire life. And so though I always knew I was here to serve, right? And I was gonna, I was gonna be positively influential. You know what I mean? I was gonna help people. That was always the vibe for me. Like, I I was always very curious of what it would mean to have like impact and income, like service and success, you know, like could, could there be both? And what would that mean for me? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And would you say, so can you, would that be like why you transitioned from, you know, being a therapist to being a coach? 
is because of the money or what do you think? No, I didn't really see an opportunity for more money from therapists to coaching. I mean, there's plenty of people in private practice making, um, you know, money or whatever. It was more when I went online, when I was like creating like free inspirational content, when I was trying to get mess, I was trying to get a lot of messages out there for free. Like if you look at my YouTube channel or my podcast or my Instagram or my Facebook, I mean, it is like a lot of free content. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing was I'm going to expand in such a way where I can help as many people as possible. And that's going to be the vibe. And then like what I couldn't have known or what I really didn't see coming is that by creating a lot of free content and being really available and really inspirational for people, they would feel safe buying from me. So Mm -hmm. I I think with, since I don't like run ads and I don't have funnels, and I'm not a traditional marketer, I don't have any of that. And I have like huge enrollments of people who want, they're, they're getting all my free stuff and they want my paid stuff. I think they just know me. I think Mm -hmm. they like me. I think they trust me. I think it's easy. They've, they've learned about money or business or whatever from me. And now they want to learn more, like, especially with money mentality makeover, you know, cause that course isn't really just for entrepreneurs. That course is like for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think with that course, especially they're just like, I want to know more about changing my mindset, my expectation, my, my views around money. And I want to believe, you know, see opportunity and see possibility and understand how it is possible to have a new relationship with money, like not just in what you attract and receive and earn, but also in how you spend and save and, and invest and eliminate debt. And, and there's just, I think there's a lot of opportunity to grow around money for all of us. And that's, has become like the, the thing I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that. So the thing is, is um, police officers, first responders. So we tend to be, we hang out with the three to 5% of the population. Nobody wants to hang out with. Right. So we mm. are, you know, we're putting them behind bars. We're keeping the streets clean. So our vibes mm-hmm. tend to be not very high. Um, especially when you are very unaware, if you're not yet intuitive, if you're not doing any kind mm. of inner work, you're mm-hmm. very low vibe. And so mm-hmm. could you maybe like share with us, like, how did you, cause would you say, I don't know if you're a low vibe or not, but like when you, before you had money, before you like, had, no, I, I, I had some low vibe, <laughs> low vibe seasons. Um, yeah. how did I how like did, transition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, while I can, while I cannot relate, you know, to the cleaning up the streets thing, <laughs> I, I have, I have been in some low vibe environments, you know, like, Oh, so when I was working at a Dallas inner city school as a therapist, I mean, that was a heavy environment. That was a heavy, heavy, heavy environment. And there was a lot going on with these kids and the things I was helping them with and the things we were working through. And it was a real practice to between clients, between crazy experiences, between those things to listen to some high vibe content. Like, I mean, do you, like you, you tell me, like, do you play my stuff? Like when you're like in your car or whatever? Yeah. Constant. Yep. And, yeah. and I tell everybody, Sheepdog Nation knows it. Like I started out in 2015, like just binging Tony Robbins, like mm. 2014, probably before. Cause like I, I just binged him and because we're in our car so much. So for right. 50 hours a week, I was like, I am, my brain is going numb listening to music. Like I need to feed my brain. So yeah, keep mm. going. I love mm-hmm, that. Right. I love 
I love that, you know, we talk about the same shit, so. <laughs> yeah, no, so good. So yeah, so I was like listening to meditations and higher vibe content and, you know, writing my affirmations or doing some journaling or, you know, whatever I could fit in mm-hmm. between those clients. And I was also getting in my car very intentionally when I had a break and like driving somewhere to take a deep breath and eat a bite of food. And I was like, I mean, in those days, I felt like I was in the trenches in some of these situations. And like, I had to keep myself built up for sure. And the thing about it is, is, you know, like you implied, this is fully like your responsibility. Like no one can do this for you. Like no one can make you change the environment of your car while you're working besides you. But like, you were like, wait, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to bring a different energy, a different thought process, a different way of creating my life. You know what I mean? In, Mm. into this environment right now, where maybe someone else would just feel stuck and like they had no options for how they feel during their, their work day or their shift. Yeah. So exactly. And so would, so you would say like, would that be like the first step for them to like get like a little more high vibe? What, What do you think? Well, I don't, <laughs> it depends how much someone knew about vibrations before I would say high vibe. But since oh. they listen to you, yeah, I guess it's, it's safe to say that here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would say, yeah, no, they're learning. I would say, here's what I would say. I would say you have a hard job. You have a real job. Thank God for you. And you don't have to feel like shit all the time. So if you're Ooh. feeling overwhelmed or anxious or numb, you know, you probably have to numb out to handle some of the shit you see, right? So if you're feeling some of that, I would say you get to feel good. Like you give yourself permission to create a better experience in the midst of what you do for us. Like, you know what I mean? Yep, exactly. Absolutely. So do some things that make you feel good. And yeah. And And if that is, I mean, binge on my YouTube or someone else, you know, if I'm annoying you, someone else (laughs) who (laughs) makes you feel like there's opportunities for, for um, feeling better and designing your life and creating what you want. Listen, listen to people who kind of spark that sense of possibility, right? Wouldn't you say? A hundred percent. And so I do it all the time. That's how, why do you think I'm here? (laughs) You know, I I got hurt on duty. And so, um, just overnight one day, my doctor was like, yeah, no more full-time police work for you. And like, I felt, I just like saw like my whole world pass through my eyes. I mean, I have a master's in criminal justice. I planned Mm. on, you know, being in the administration at my police department. (laughs) So I'm like, what? So, um, you know, a lot of people would have crashed and burned, but I, I didn't, I did for a little bit, went through a deep, um, depression, anxiety. I I talk a lot about that now. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I just, I preach this all the time. So I'm really happy like that you're underlining and highlighting what I'm saying is because it's just so important. So, so Amanda, how did you get into, so you were a therapist um, mm-hmm. and then, and then tell, tell, and then you were a life coach and then kind of a business mm-hmm. coach. And then like, mm-hmm. tell us, I want to hear, and I want them to hear all about like how you transitioned to focusing on money. Like, how did you do that? Well, like I said, from when I, like I had this curiosity about money, always, 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 always. And I also had some awareness that I was manifesting, though I wouldn't have called it that. I, I knew that I would like set an intention. I wouldn't have called it that either, but I knew that I would, um, I, I, it felt like praying. I knew that I would ask for something different. I knew that I would believe that there could be something different. So not a passive prayer, like an active prayer. A, a prayer with like some faith behind it. 
And I would notice that I, I could, these are going to be silly examples, but just go with me here. You know, I was young, I was a young girl. This is what I was focusing mm -hmm. on. I would, I would manifest a shirt going on sale. I would say, God, I need this to be $19.99 in order to buy it. And I would do it expecting it to be $19.99. Like, right? Like that's random, but then it would be, you know? Wow. Or I would be like, I remember one day just being like, I've never had a facial before. Like I should really have a facial. I was like 19 or something. And I walk into Sephora and they're like, it's free facial day. And they also gave me like a free nail polish that day. And I just remember being like, I, like there is, there is something here to when I decide, when I choose, when I ask, when I believe that things happen for me. So I played with this for years and years and years and years. I'd say from when I was 13 to when I was... 23. I was some, some amount aware that I was manifesting as creating, that I had more power than I understood. Um, and that things could and did work out for me when I believed they could. And of course, I'm a hard worker. So it was always combined with hard work. But the work part was never hard for me. But you know, you can work believing that nothing's working. And you can work believing that like things aren't fair. And you can work with kind of a victim mindset, right? Or you can work, and it's, you're gonna have a different experience if you do the same amount of work, but you think it's working, you think things work out for you, you expect the best, like, right? So I was playing with all of this for years and years and years and years and years. And like, I really felt like I had a power in my life in every way except for money. Like, I couldn't seem to create a different experience with money. I think, I think a lot of people probably feel that way because Absolutely. with money, it's like, it's just different. For a lot of people, it's heavier. It's more loaded. We have yeah. more meaning. We think we're going to be greedy, selfish, bad, or wrong. If we have money, we think money is going to change us. We think if we make money, you know, the tax man's going to get it anyway, or we're going to have to give all of it away and like all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, and we don't feel worthy of it. That's a big one. Um, who am I to have that is a big one. So like, I just really started looking at my shit with money and kind of expecting a different reality with money. And so I'm playing with all of this stuff around money. And I like, my business was new. I was life coaching at the time. I didn't have any online courses yet. And I was like supporting myself. And I want to say like $3,000 a month could support me. And I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to take everything I know about energy and money or energy and manifesting and, and how like life, I believe life works. And I'm going to, I'm going to intentionally apply this to money. And I was like, I'm going to have like an $8,000 a month, which from three to eight is pretty fucking wild. Right. And if you make 8,000 a month, that's a six figure year. And that's really fucking wild. Right. So mm -hmm. I start, I'm thinking about all of this. Um, and it was like, it, it just started, it just, it just fucking worked out. One of my clients was like, Hey, and this was just a, a girl from New York, New York, a young girl who was a life coaching client was like, Hey, I need to be in Dallas for this thing. What do you think about if we kind of design a retreat for me where we have like a long session each day for the five days I'm there? Like what? And she, like, she just presented this package to me. And then another new client showed up and another thing happened. I don't, I don't remember all the different things. And I just went like, I'm having an $8,000 month. Like, mm. like, you know what I mean? Mm. And it was so fucking like, I couldn't have made it happen. I didn't understand internet marketing at the time. I didn't know how to like sell via an email or a social media post. Like, you know what I mean? All I knew is I had an intention, right? And mm things started happening. And I would say that that's like a lot of kind of what I hear in many mentality makeover with those people. It's a lot of like, 
my husband got a raise, my boss just said this thing to me I never expected and, and I got promoted or there was this opportunity for this other thing or I finally saw like what I want my side hustle to be or like no matter what it is across industries, definitely not just entrepreneurs, it's like you open up to possibilities and the possibilities were there fucking all along. You know what I mean? You just didn't see them. You weren't, you didn't think it was possible for you, right? So you were blocking it just by your own inability to allow it to be something that could happen for you. Um, yeah. And then, oh, I can't tell you the number of people. This is what blows my mind the most. The number of people who work with me and start getting checks in the mail. It's like it's 2020. Who even gets checks, you know? <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> but it's so fucking weird when all these people get checks. But like, I think my belief around it is like money is circulating all of us all the time. Like mm. money is always around. It's always around. Plenty of people are spending it and plenty of people are receiving it. 100% of the time, right? So I think what happens is it was already circulating and then you either sign up for my course or make some other kind of decision or declaration or whatever. You have some internal moment where you choose that things can be different for you, right? And you have mm -hmm. some internal shift and then there's a fucking check in your bell box and you're like, holy fuck, that crazy girl on the internet was right. But like, mm -hmm. I can't make it up, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. Can't make the, I can't make these refund checks from people's insurance companies appear and they do, you know? <laughs> And you think it's just a shift in the energy, the shift in their thoughts? I think it's believing that it's possible. Mm. And then from there, because I don't, what I don't want to do is have people manifest haphazardly and sometimes. So if I teach you that shit's possible and you get a couple of checks in the mail and, and like a promotion, that's cool. But I want this to be something you understand how to work with continually and intentionally for the long haul forever. So when you really start like digging into it really more, which is something we do in, you know, my course around money, it's like, it's like, but do you feel worthy of money? Can you choose to not just earn money and receive more money, but have more money and keep more money? So many of us don't know that we're actually very uncomfortable having extra money because we've never had that experience. And we're very comfortable having a certain amount of debt because we've always had that experience. So we have all these kind of like expectations and like what I refer to as like energetic set points mm -hmm. in our lives of what we just kind of create over and over and over. Like you can't imagine having savings above a certain amount or debt below a certain amount or an income above or below a certain amount. You kind of just get the same shit over and over. You know what I mean? Huge. Sheepdogs, I want you to just take a moment and I mean, Amanda just like threw at us like pounds and pounds of gold, <laughs> like, legitimate gold. And so I just want you to take a moment and I want you to reflect and I just want you to ask yourself like, do, how do you feel about money? And, and what about what she just said? Like, does it make you feel uncomfortable? Can you imagine having a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account and savings? Like, can you imagine that? Right. Um, Amanda, I have a question. So obviously, you know, um, military first responders, you know, nurses, not entrepreneurs. And so the biggest yeah. thing that they're all thinking right now is, oh, that's great. Entrepreneurs. Great for her. Yeah, totally. Do you think, like, what do you think about them? I mean, can they, like, if they start working with their money mentality, right? They start doing some of the things. What can, what do you think? Okay. Is it possible for them to receive more money or more opportunities? Yes, of course, across the board, 100% of the time. So the thing is, 
the biggest question for everyone is how, but how I can't make more money as a nurse unless I go back to school and get like this degree or certification. I can't make more money in this way unless this one random thing happens. And like, so we've really limited it. Like we have become, we have come to believe that we can only get the thing we want in one very practical scenario. And Mm -hmm. it looks hard and it looks impossible and it may look like something we don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's this whole thing about opening yourself up to possibilities because there are unseen ways. There always are. This is where like some of my teacher clients over the years had ideas for tutoring centers or for creating curriculums that they could sell or for a side hustle they didn't see coming. It's like, I have come to believe just because of the amount of time I've done this work and the number of people that there are always, always ways, but you can't see them when you're saying that's possible for everyone but me, or that's only possible for people like her. You just can't see it yet. But when you start to go like, you know what? (laughs) I am worthy of more. I'm having more. I'm creating more one way or another. I am deciding. Maybe it's inside of this career. Maybe it's outside of this career. Maybe it's something I just couldn't even have seen or imagined yet. But this, this is how life is going to fucking go for me. I mean, there's plenty of broke entrepreneurs, so we can't even say that that's the thing. You know no. what I mean? So true. And so one thing that you just said, and I just want to highlight is, so, and I, and I talked to you a little bit about this, but I want them to hear. So one of the things, Sheepdog Nation, that I admire so much about Amanda and, and I I admire it about her. I know it's in me and I know it's in you guys as far as we're very type A. One thing about Amanda is when she decides something, like that's it. And so, <laughs> Amanda, I want you to talk about that a little bit because it's so admirable because you're like, no, that's it. Like I just decided I'm going to have a $200,000, $300,000 month and that's it. And then like, I do. And then you do. Yeah. Can you explain mm-hmm. that? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a bit. Can, can you explain how to make multiple six figures each and every month? So, well, it, it, it was built up over a long time. You know, that same, it's, but it's not any different than the story I already told where I was like, I want to do 8,000 a month. And I like to have that $8,000 a month, I had to believe, I had to be willing to feel crazy because it looked impossible. I had to kind of hold the faith when it looked like it wasn't happening, you know, because there were, this isn't an extreme amount of time. There's probably only a few months from when I first had the idea to when it happened. It wasn't, it wasn't forever and ever, but you better believe I felt crazy for those few months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it really isn't that much different now. So there was some internal stuff. Like I remember when I remember when I realized, fuck, 8,000 a month is a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's more than my dad ever made. My dad who worked the same job at the same company for 35 years. Am I allowed to do that? Like, I think there's the, the weird shit we hold inside of us, the weird beliefs like that about what, like whatever the internal stuff is. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, there's layers. There's layers to us believing that we can have more. But it's what I found. It's the same work every time, whether it was the first $8,000 a month or now the biggest month my company has had is a $420,000 a month, which has me looking toward the future of what would it be like to have a $700,000 a month or something. Mm-hmm. And it's the same work for all the numbers. It's what do I want? What ideas in my mind to say this is impossible and say I can't have this? Because you better believe that I am not, like I'm still in reality. I understand that like 
a six figure month of any kind is insane. Like I can, I, like I totally get that these are wild, ridiculous numbers, but I worked my way up to them. You know what I mean? After 8,000, I wanted 12. After 12, I played with 20. After 20, 30, got to 60. Once I was at 60, I was like, okay, a hundred could be a thing. And then it was like 72 and 80 something than a hundred. And I was at a hundred for several months going, who the fuck am I to think I can have more than six figures in a month? Did I lose my mind? So then there's like, I don't know, I think like five months before I hit 180 and then several months before 250, from 250 to 350, there was a full year of like, I don't need more money. Cause I didn't need more money for anything. I, like I didn't need more money. And yeah. then it was like, I was living in all the ways I wanted to live. And then it was like, I down payments in California are real. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to buy a home. I'm going to, I'm going to buy and create a home for myself. And I have to be able to make, I have to, like, as an entrepreneur, you have to show like very, like a lot of things, like no debt to low debt, like a lot, a lot of money in the bank. They basically want you to be able to buy the house, like outright, you know what I mean? So you have to mm-hmm. show a lot of money in the bank. I had to be able to pay, make a huge multiple six figure tax payment and make this down payment. So it was like, I don't know, like, so, so every single time it goes something like this, what do I want? What limiting beliefs and ideas and stories say I can't have it? Are those limiting beliefs, ideas and stories ultimately true? No, they are not true. It is not ultimately true that I am not worthy. It's not ultimately true that this is impossible for me. It's not ultimately true that I won't be able to handle it. It's not ultimately true that this makes people greedy. It's not ultimately true that um, all of it will go to taxes. Like none of that's ultimately true. So when I identify that it's not true, it's like, well, what's my job now? My job is to fucking believe, get my energy behind it, get my heart behind it, get my actions behind it and decide. So that decision point where I'm like, I have fucking decided, which is the thing you just asked, there's some internal work behind it, but then it's like, okay, it's done. I like, so when I decide it's done, it's this feeling of completeness, of satisfaction, of decision, of I need to go ahead and live and think and be the woman who has already done this, Mm. right? Yeah. So then I kind of vibrate from that place. And oh, so like, yeah. So then eventually a year went by, we went from 250 to 350 and then the biggest month ever is 420 and here we are. So these are insane numbers, but the internal processing doesn't look any different than the $8,000 a month we talked about a while ago, 100%. It's huge. And anybody can do it because you just, you even said like you came from absolutely nothing and you, all you did was your process, which you just outlined for us. And then, oh yeah, this is not something my family taught me or understands. (laughs) Yeah. This is not, you know, in the curriculum at Charles Page High School in San Francisco, Oklahoma. I promise you that. No. And and that's amazing. Like it is, it's still amazing. Like, so you essentially kind of taught yourself or you had some teachers I'm pretty self-taught. So I think, I think different people who are teachers have like, there's different kinds of teachers and there's some really good teachers who like are kind of regurgitators. Like they do really good at explaining other people's content. And there's other kinds of teachers who do really, really well making it their own. And that Mm -hmm. was always kind of my vibe. Like I Mm -hmm. never really, so a lot of this, this might sound a little wild, but my, before I was a therapist, I was like I was a minister. So I went to like Bible college, you know? Mm. So a lot, so this is a combination of 
spiritual principles, like I said, that I've been playing with my whole life, some Christian teachings that don't sound very, they might not sound very Christian because I fully, okay, so like the Bible says, if you say to that mountain, be lifted up and cast by into the sea, then like it has to be done or whatever the fuck. That's just speaking toward our faith, right? So I mm-hmm. took these like ideas and principles that faith could move a mountain, right? I took that like belief could raise someone from the dead. Like I took some of those like principles um, and played with it for all of those years. Like I said, all my teenage years, I practiced faith and, and, and belief and what it meant to have faith in myself and faith that I could create. And then I don't know, eventually I got into yoga while, while I was a therapist. I got into yoga. I stumbled upon some like new age teachings, which essentially said some of the same stuff, but maybe rounded it out for me a little bit because they also explained energy and the, the religious teachings. I, they didn't explain that, like what energy was, you know what I mean? So learning about vibration kind of expanded it for me. But before that, I had a season of just trying to like kind of study every religion in the world and finding all the commonalities and the overlaps. So I would say this has a lot to do with being interested in religion and philosophy and new age teachings and just being someone who implements things, makes it their own. And then once they kind of like have a grasp on it, likes to teach it. Does that make sense at all? A hundred percent. I think it's really cool. I I love it. You you bring a lot, you bring a lot to the table, like a lot of eclectic shit and you just make it. Oh yeah. And my therapy background. I think that's how I do it all from like the non-judgmental, gentle observer perspective where I'm like, uh, like ever mad at anyone for what they're doing with money. Like all of that's from my therapy background. Yeah. A lot of shit did come together for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So So Amanda, just to, you know, kind of wind this down, which you've been amazing and you've given us so much. Um, what would you say? So I'm just going to kind of tell you, I just want to tell you a little bit. So, um, with police officers, kind of what we're battling. So we're battling a lot of deep depression. We're actually losing mm. more officers per year to their own hands. Um, mm. so than we are in the line of duty last year, we lost it's like 225, um, to suicide and wow. like half of that in the line of duty. So, so we are obviously disconnected from ourselves. That's why yeah. I'm with the intuition. Probably a trauma. lot of trauma. Yeah. Yes. So what you're the number one thing, if you could just give, um, sheepdog nation, like when they're so low vibe, how I want, because I know a lot of them are sitting here and they're like, Holy fucking hell, 400,000 a month. Like, Oh my fuck. Okay. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, and so what would you like, let's give them like just basic step one. I just want to leave them like feeling really good and not like, holy fuck this shit. <laughs> um, what would you say to them? Like, where could they start? What could be an action step that they could take? Mm. Well, first, so first, thank you. Right? Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your work. I'm sure you're not thanked nearly enough. So <clears throat> first, thank you. Secondly, <clears throat> I believe, and the world doesn't see it this way all the time, but I believe those of us doing good work in the world have to be supported, have to be supported. So even though you might be in a situation or a position right now, position right now where you can't imagine being more financially supported, I would like, I don't know, I'd like to open you up to the idea that you get to be, I don't know if taking care of is the right word, but you get to be, I'm going to use the word taken care of. You get to be taken care of. You get to be looked after. You get to be supported. You get to have more 
guidance and assistance and divine rearranging and things coming together for you than you've allowed yourself to imagine up until now. Mm. That'd be just a seed I would want to plant. So powerful. Amanda, how do you have a book coming out? I'm working on my book. Yes. (laughs) What's it going to be called? So they can, I know people are going to want to buy it. I can't reveal the name oh, okay. because right. we, pro- we have, we promised, um, the people who signed up to get the chapter every other week as the chapter is written, they're supposed to get the first reveal of the cover. Okay. So I can't give the name, but if you Google Amanda France's money book, I'm sure it'll be very Googleable <laughs> when it's okay. out in a few months. Um, so yeah, look out for my book. I think the book's a good vibe, but if you want to be listening to stuff just in the background of your life, like when you're working or whenever. I have my podcast. We have like, I don't know, I think 70 something episodes now. You can search Amanda Francis on the podcast. I have my YouTube channel. Um, when is this episode going to come out? Um, when it's the next episode, you are the 100th episode of the podcast. Oh, mm. I was wondering if it was while my free money manifesting resources are still available. Yep. Those are, those are available for like another week and a half before the money course. Yep. I'll put a link in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, I would want to say sign up for my free money manifesting resources. There's a, there's like a one hour training in there. There's some meditations in there. If you're like, I don't fucking meditate, just listen to the meditation. No big <laughs> deal. Just let it play. No obligation to close your eyes or do anything. Um, so I would say good, good content in your life. If you're a Facebook or Instagram person, I have a lot of free content there. I'm EXO Amanda Francis on the social medias. Yeah, absolutely. And Sheepdog Nation, I binge her. I think I've listened to, I have to say at least 50% of the episodes on the podcast. So they're really good. They're bite sizable. So like going call to call on patrol, it's really good because you're not going to get into this huge episode and then like have to stop, which is really awesome. Um, and her YouTube is the same. It's, it's really cool. So, um, while you are on patrol, make sure you check that out. There's going to be a link. Um, you're going to be able to get all of Amanda's links, um, down in the show notes, Amanda, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. And thanks for having me. It was really fun. Yay. Sheepdog nation. We'll see you next time.